Hello from CNN, I'm Joe Beck, with the five things you need to know for Tuesday, October 31st. Israel has ruled out a ceasefire and has stepped up its attacks in Gaza. The country's forces say they hit around 300 targets last night, all while UN officials are calling for the fighting to stop so people in Gaza can get desperately needed food, water, and medical supplies. One official described feeling helpless after talking to families in the region on the phone and said an eight-year-old told them, quote, we don't want to die. A CNN journalist says 13 aid trucks have crossed from Egypt into Gaza today, and an Egyptian border official says another 81 are going through security checks. White House National Security Advisor John Kirby says the US is leading the efforts to get aid into the region. And if it wasn't, for, quite frankly, for American leadership, I don't think you'd see, in fact, I know you wouldn't see, the increase uh, of the aid getting in. But the situation is still desperate. Take a listen to this American man who's stranded in Gaza. Our biggest fear now is that the ground invasion is, is imminent. At this point, we don't care much about how intense the bombing is, as long as we come out alive in the morning. And while the conflict rages on in the Middle East, it continues to spark new outbursts of hate across the world. It's day two of the trial to decide whether to disqualify former President Donald Trump from the 2024 presidential ballot in Colorado. The case revolves around a provision of the 14th Amendment, which blocks officials from future office if they, quote, engaged in insurrection or give aid or comfort to insurrectionists. Yesterday, Eric Olson, who represents the Republican and independent voters who filed the lawsuit, argued why Trump should not be allowed to run. Trump engaged in insurrection and therefore cannot appear on the ballot. No person, not even the former president, is above the law. But Trump lawyer Scott Gessler blasted the proceedings, saying it was up to voters to decide. They want to extinguish that opportunity by preventing him from running for office. It is anti-democratic. We argue here that this, at its basest level, this is election interference. The Constitution is vague about how a ban under the 14th Amendment should be enforced, and it's only been used twice since the 19th century. American workers may have a bit more money in their pockets. The Labor Department is reporting today that wages and benefits grew by 1.1% last quarter, a faster pace than expected. But that might not be all good news, as wage growth could be adding to some prices going up. Though economists don't always agree on how much worker pay raises ultimately fuel inflation. It finally looks like the auto workers' strike is coming to an end, and it's not a minute too soon for Stellantis. The company says the walkouts cost it $3 billion in lost revenue and hit production along with sales. The industrial action from the United Auto Workers Union lasted around six weeks before it reached tentative deals with all of the big three automakers over the past several days. But Stellantis still reported better-than-expected earnings for the July to September period, up 7% on the same time last year, and so did General Motors, with an increase of 5%. Taking an aspirin to help your heart might not be a good idea for everyone. That's next. Taking aspirin long-term to prevent heart trouble may be ineffective or even dangerous for some high-risk cardiovascular patients with stents. That's according to a new study published in the scientific journal Circulation, CNN's Meg Terrell tells us more. 
Joe aspirin is commonly used to reduce the risk of blood clots, but because it can also raise the risk of severe bleeding, researchers have been studying the best ways to use it. Now, this new report looks at patients with a heart problem called acute coronary syndrome, which can include heart attacks, treated with a procedure to unblock arteries. Then they get aspirin and another drug to prevent clots. Now, these researchers found that patients could stop taking aspirin after three months, and they didn't have a higher risk of complications. On top of that, their risk of severe bleeding went down significantly, suggesting in this case, less could be more. That's all for now. Our next episode is at 5 p.m. Eastern.